Hello, everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Last week, you heard the powerful and anointed testimony of one man's journey to Christ. Not by might, not by power, but by my Holy Spirit, says the Lord, as the scripture declares in Zechariah 4.6. But how, in reality, is this achieved in the life of every believer and those yet to know him? In his powerful book, Truly Free, Breaking the Snares That So Easily Entangle, Senior Pastor Robert Morris of the multi-campus, 36,000-member megachurch known as Gateway, explains. Would you welcome back to Testimony, a great honor indeed, best-selling author of over 11 books, The Blessed Life, From Dream to Destiny, The God I Never Knew, The Blessed Church, just to name a few, chairman of the King's University, husband of 35 years to wife Debbie, their three grown children and six grandchildren, and all from the great state of Texas in Dallas-Fort Worth, an overcomer indeed. Please welcome Dr. Robert Morris. Dr. Morris, welcome back to Testimony. Thank you, Jensina. I so enjoyed being with you last week, and I'm glad to be back with you this week. Well, I loved our first segment, and I'm so looking forward to getting more in detail in your latest great read, Truly Free, which I understand is a compilation of a popular 11-week series. You first taught at Gateway a couple of years ago, and it was so popular, people said, you need to put that in a book. You've done that. And we just want to thank you in advance. You talk about several subjects in your book. Really, the essence of your book is how to keep from having the enemy enter your life, and if he has, how to kick him out. So let's get right to it. In your book, Truly Free, you mention that we should respect the devil as our foe. Why is this important? Yeah, well, when I say respect, I, I certainly don't mean the word honor, and that we because all honor is due to God. But I think sometimes we, uh, the world, tries to paint Satan as the, you know, the guy in the red flannel underwear with a pitchfork, and and he's nothing to worry about. Uh, but you know, if you went to uh, your door one late one night, and there's a an obvious burglar there, and uh, you know he's got a mask on, and he's got a crowbar and maybe even a, a knife or a gun or something i mean uh, there would be a healthy respect for him uh like uh you know seeing uh, like if you you know were out in the woods and saw a, a snake there's a there's a healthy uh respect uh fear in that sense that, that that god's given us that this is evil we need to stay away and you know you certainly wouldn't if you saw that thief through the people you certainly wouldn't crack the door, you know, and you, and you certainly wouldn't open the door and invite him in. And I think that's what happens sometimes, is that we actually open a door to the enemy. Uh, one of the things I talk about in the book, I talk about being under the influence of Satan in an area of our life. And we may be doing great 95% of our life, and then there's that little area where we open the door. And I give the illustration that, like, if a man uh, drink, drink too much alcohol, 
uh, he, he might do something that's totally out of character that embarrasses him and his family and that might even hurt him and his family and others. But it's because he's under the influence. Well, what if he's a Christian and he drinks too much? Will he still be affected? Well, of course he will. But it doesn't matter whether he's a Christian or a non-Christian. If he, if he takes that substance in, in the same way, if a, if a Christian man begins to look at pornography on the Internet, he's opening the door to the enemy. And he's going to come under the influence of that demonic spirit, and he may end up doing something totally out of character, uh, embarrass himself and his family, and probably hurts himself and his family as, and others as well. And that's why we've got to learn to recognize what these doors are and how to close these doors. Well, speaking of that, what are some of the doors, the warning signs, that demons are present in a Christian's life? Well, that's a great point, and probably the biggest warning sign is continued iniquity, an area of sin that we just continue to fall in. We confess it over and over. We feel powerless to get free. Uh, you know, the book comes from John eight thirty six, where Jesus said, you will know that he whom the Son, pardon me, he whom the Son sets free is truly free. And verse 32 is real famous. It says, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. What we don't seem to remember is verse 31 before it, verse 33 after. Verse 31 says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, so he's talking to believers, and then verse 33 uh, after Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free, verse 33 is actually one of the funniest verses in the Bible. <laughs> because here's what they said. They said, while we're Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. I mean, you know, have you ever read the Bible? <laughs> it seems like they've been in bondage to everyone. I mean, there have been movies made about it, you know. They, they, they were in bondage to the Egyptians the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, and when they made the statement, they were in bondage to the Romans. So Jesus says, I'm, I'm talking about whoever commits sin is a slave. He's in bondage. And that word commit is not just fall or make a mistake. It's exactly what we think if a person's in a committed relationship or a person has been committed to a prison term. So if there's a sin that it is, it, we are committed to that, we're in bondage to that, that could be a really good indication that there's a demonic bondage there. I remember years ago, teachings by Derek Prince, where he was delving into the deliverance ministry, and he talked about, Pastor Morris, getting to the root cause of a problem, number one, and number two, that wherever demonic activity was found, Usually there was a compulsion attached to it. In other words, no matter how much the person prayed, went to church, sat in the pew, uh, did the Bible studies and so forth, he or she were unable to break free from that bondage and that addiction. So next question, when someone recognizes their sin, what are some of the steps they can take to be released from it? Well, that's uh, uh, such a great question, because that first part is when he or she recognizes. And that's, to me, why I think the book can help people, and why the series at our church helps so many people, because they just didn't recognize, wow, this is the bondage. I think I'm in bondage in this area. And I told them, I said, now, don't get upset when you hear this, 
this is actually good news because we know the one who is greater in us than the one that's in the world. And so part of it is simply recognizing that it's a bondage. And then the second part is simply coming to Jesus, who is the one, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed, or truly free, is coming to him. And, and that process is, is what we call repentance. And repentance comes from two Greek words, metanoia, and meta means change, and noia means mind. It's where we change our mind about our sin. And really, when we just come to the knowledge, hey, I'm in bondage, I can't get free from this, I need a deliverer, and this bondage is going to affect me over the long term, that right there is part of the process of repentance. So coming to Jesus coming to some friends who will help us, uh, becoming transparent, confessing our faults to someone else, and then trusting Jesus to set us free. That, that's a lot of the process right there. Amen and amen. Pastor Morris, how important has the baptism of the Holy Spirit been in your own life? And would you say that is a major factor for helping someone to get free? It's absolutely a major factor. And for me, it, it was extremely important. Uh, I was raised in a theological uh, line of thought that we believe that when you got saved, you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. But we did believe that after you got saved, you needed to be water baptized. And all through Scripture, you see those three things in the book of Acts. Uh, in Acts 2, he said, repent um, and believe in Jesus, that's getting saved, and be baptized, that's water baptism, and receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts 8, you see that they repent, they believe Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom. Then they were water baptized. Then it says they sent Peter and John down to pray for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, you have the same thing with the Gentiles. They got saved, water baptized, baptized the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 19, same thing. Paul finds some disciples at Ephesus. Uh, they, they get saved, they get water baptized, they get baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is extremely important. Uh, I say it this way, to go to heaven, we just need to be saved. We just need to accept Jesus Christ. But to have heaven on earth, we need to be water baptized, and we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so we can walk in the fullness of the power. The power of the Holy Spirit is the power that God has given us to defeat the enemy. Amen and amen. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Senior Pastor of Mega Church Gateway in Dallas, Texas, Robert Morris. His latest great read, Truly Free, Breaking the Snares That So Easily Entangle. Such an important read for such a time as this, Pastor Morris, when our world is falling around. There is wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, the persecuted church. People are looking and hungering for the truth, but yet they need the power. And this is what your book, in my view, so beautifully outlines for every believer and non-believer. They want to know how they can be set free and live a life of victory, not just survive. So... One of the things you talk about in your book is the importance of tithing in our remaining moments here and how that closes the door to greed, unbelief, and fear. Can you explain? Sure. You know, if you think about um, who invented tithing or who invented giving, it was God. I mean, it's all through Scripture. Uh, God talked about bringing sacrifices and bringing the first of all of our increase to the house of God. And, but then you've got to think about why. Why did God invent tithing and giving? 
And the most popular answer I've heard is to support the work of his kingdom. And, and then when I ask the question, it, it kind of dawns on him how humorous that answer is. Do we really believe <laughs> that God <laughs> needs our money <laughs> to support his work? Well, no. God did not invent giving for his benefit. He invented giving for our benefit. And giving is the single greatest activity to break greed and selfishness in our lives because we are first putting God in, in our first in our lives when we do that, and we are acting in faith when we do that. So, and uh, another thing about giving is we're the most like God when we give. I mean, it's easy to see. Uh, for God, the greatest verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave. Well, if he had just loved us and not given, we'd still be lost. Uh, we're here because God gave his son. We're here because Jesus gave his life. We're here because we gave our life to Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to best-selling author, speaker, and senior pastor of Gateway Church, Dr. Robert Morris. You can learn more about Pastor Morris's latest great read, Truly Free, by going to theblessedlife.com or wherever books are sold. Pastor Morris, you are truly a man after God's own heart and an overcomer in every sense of the word. Thank you for your rich teachings and empowering tools that is helping everyone to to truly be free now and for eternity. Pastor, thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, Chancellor. It's been wonderful being with you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensene Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.